Howdy, y'all. The scruffheads out there already know that you can ease aches, pains, inflammation, and arthritis with Cosmetics CBD Hemp Pain Cream. But now we're talking about Cosmetics CBD Infused Tattoo Balm. Cosmetics CBD Tattoo Balm protects your body art with the healing properties of CBD and Cosmetics patented water-soluble CBD formula. Cosmetic is not just a luxury CBD skincare brand. They're also proud partners with I Equals Change, an organization that helps brands give back to causes they believe in. Every time you shop with Cosmetic, they donate to one of their favorite charities. You choose which one of those projects you want it to go to, and donations are sent to one of those three carefully selected charities. When you shop with Cosmetic, you shop for a cause. Visit Cosmedicated.com, C-A-U-S-E, Medicated.com, and be kind to your skin. All right. Podcast time. Welcome in, guys. Thanks for being here. South of Scruffy Podcast. I'm Ben. My name is Ben Fields. I'm your host. Thanks for being here. Things are good here. You guys, you guys doing all right? Sure miss you. Miss you guys. I haven't really been able to get out and socialize and starting to hit a little bit. You guys coping okay? Everybody coping all right? I hope so. Hope you're well. Uh, we're starting to gear back up in the production world. Shoots are booked. COVID-19 set guidelines are in place. They're strict. But uh, we're on it. Pop Fizz is back at it. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're starting to responsibly get back to it. I've been meeting in person with some of our team at Pop Fizz, and we're, uh, of course, observing uh, all the guidelines, you know, six feet of distance between everyone. We're all wearing masks, and I'm happy with how responsible and selfless our team is being with these things and, and taking the virus seriously, and, and it's a good thing. I appreciate that a lot. So I've got Bridget Osterling on the show today. Uh, Bridget hand makes small batch jewelry, and people buy it with their money. I buy it. I buy it for my wife because it is amazingly beautiful work. And uh, Bridget is a real badass with her jewelry. She she welds, she plates, she does all kinds of these amazing processes that yield some really beautiful jewelry. And uh, every occasion that that I need to buy a gift for Sarah, I make sure and get uh, and get her something from Bridget because her stuff is amazing and Sarah loves it and she can't get enough. And Bridget actually was really sweet when she came over uh, for the podcast today. She she brought Sarah a, a pendant necklace that was absolutely beautiful and gifted it to her. It was so kind of her to do that. I even actually Bridget's stuff so amazing. I even got some of it uh, some of it for my mom recently. I think I got my mom a pair of earrings, and my mom loves it too. So check Bridget's stuff out. I'll put her info in the description of this episode, and you can track her down however you want. Lastly, I, I, I wanted to let you guys know that I started a, a South of Scruffy blog where I share some deep cuts and anecdotes that, I, that don't really get mentioned on the podcast and uh, recommend that you keep your eyes peeled for those. I've got them on Patreon right now, uh, but those will be coming out to the, to the public pretty soon. All right, let's, uh, let's do it now. Here we go. Bridget Osterling. We're doing the podcast. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Ben. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, I thanks for having me. This is super fun. 
I've been a fan of your work for a long time. So, oh, thanks. And Sarah, my wife, is a good, a big fan of your work, too. Yeah, thanks thank you. Thanks for bringing her a present. Yes, of course. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, I love well, being able to give people presents. It's my favorite. Are, is that your... Uh, is that your love language or your Enneagram mm. or the giver? Oh, gosh. Giver? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, oddly, I'm, I'm lacking in knowledge in the Enneagram yeah. stuff. I haven't researched that at all, really. Yeah. But But you like giving, giving those, those nice gifts. That yeah, you it's fun. Yeah. Why nice. not? Yeah. What was the podcast you did before? Oh, so I've done a couple of different ones. One was both of them over the phone. One was with my friend, Sarah, who is, um, she lives out in Colorado and she's an herbalist and, um, she was interviewing me because we've, she used to live in Knoxville. She's an artist and I knew her through the community here. And, um, she wanted to talk to me about the art that I was making at that time, which I'm not doing right now, which what was that? it was uh, making art with real flowers. So I dry and press them and then build oh. frames and paint the backgrounds and then pour resin over them. Oh, cool. So they had this cool like 3D kind of preserved. So you press thing. the flowers and, and the, does the dye come out of them or do you leave the flower there? It depends on the kind of flower. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of experimentation with that and trying to figure out which ones worked best yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Mistakes but, that turn into oh, cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's lots of mistakes, I think, uh, always. <laughs> but that's how you get to the good stuff, right? Yeah. You figure out different things. So. For sure. And then the other podcast that I remember doing was also over the phone. Um, and it was when I was making uh, crazy inner tube clothing. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like out of out of like bicycle inner tubes or So yeah, so I was taking inner tubes from cars and motorcycles and tractors and bicycles yeah. and uh making them into this avant-garde clothing. Oh, that's and cool. I'd gotten a little traction with that and some attention so some people had asked me to do a little podcast about it. That's cool. Yeah. So uh women's fashion or all kinds of stuff. Yeah, unisex but mostly yeah. women's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh what kind of stuff? Shirts, uh, dresses, skirts. I mean, it's pants. like art clothing. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> What's art clothing? Is that like that doesn't sound very comfortable for some reason? Well, I don't know. It's uh, kind of warm to yeah. wear, oh, as gotcha. you can imagine. It's not yeah. very breathable. So like runway? Did they do yeah. runway stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So I did a couple of runway shows with really? it. It was really fun. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I That's did this cool. big show in Vancouver for fashion week and then I did another show in San Francisco for fashion week there that's awesome yeah and it was super fun to be just involved in that part of the art world it's like a whole different realm of um the art industry and the fashion industry and like yeah so it was a really fun experience that Sarah loves Project Runway. Used to watch oh, yeah. that, and it just seems so competitive. I mean, even the whole the whole world of fashion and mm-hmm. high fashion just seems like Absolutely. a really, you know, of course, a multi billion dollar industry, and it mm-hmm. just seems so tough to break into. So it sounds like you had you got some. It sounds like you did get some traction. I know I did, which is so crazy too, because my work was like totally one of a kind, not anything that like any target or any right. like mainstream brand is going to take on and reproduce, you know? So I still get emails from fashion shows. Like I'll be invited to like some off shoot of some like con fashion week yeah. in France and like, come show your, 
That's <laughs> so awesome. I know it's very strange. But you don't make you don't do that stuff anymore. Well, really? so that's what's so weird about that industry is it's just nobody um, with what I was making. People thought it was cool and wanted to use it for like photo shoots or uh, for events, but they didn't want to pay me for it. Yeah. In fact, do you know about the Lady Gaga thing? Uh uh-uh. uh What happened? <laughs> so, uh, Lady Gaga's um, stylist. Well, one of their underlings contacted me. A f- mm, I don't remember when this was now, maybe nine years ago, mm-hmm. and said, Hey, uh, send us some of your crazy clothing um, for Lady Gaga. And so I did. I was mm-hmm. working at the bar at the time at Public House. At Public House, and I got someone to cover my shift. And I was like, I really need you to cover my shift because I only have, like, I had to send, they emailed me, they said, We want your stuff send whatever you have. And I was like, oh, my God. And they were like, here's our FedEx shipping information. We'll pay for shipping, but we need it by tomorrow. And I had gotten this email at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon the day before. So you had to get it all done, packed, and and sent off by like 8 p.m. that night to get it there. Mm -hmm. And so I sent them like 40 pounds of rubber, (laughs) 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 which is pretty fun. And it came back covered in glitter. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it was pretty amazing. What'd she wear it for? A music so video? So she did not wear anything, unfortunately, but one of her dancers did. Oh, gotcha. And um, I think a couple of dancers did. And uh, anyway, hey, but geez. I never got paid for it. And I had to email them and like bug them to get my stuff back. And, yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird. Yeah. Anyway. It was weird. So, yeah. Did, so you, that... did you keep it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so you still, is it still covered in glitter? Oh, yeah. Some so, of it is. That's, it's like a little artifact. Like a, <laughs> like a museum piece. Totally. Well, what are you what are you doing now in the in the quarantine era oh, yeah. to stay busy? Oh man, we have been really super busy. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, what have you been doing? Well, we're working on this crazy old farmhouse that you've been to, right? Yeah, I have been. Yeah. Um, the one that you the one that you bought most recently, like a year ago mm-hmm. or so. Yeah, two years. Yeah, ago? it's two years ago. I wow. think in August it'll be two years. Um, yeah. It's like it's down in the woods, and yeah. you, know, you would never even know it was back there because there was the road was all grown up to get to it, right? Yep. Yeah. So how did, how did you find this place? So um, we the house we live in now is on the same road. Okay. It's a dead end road. Yeah. And we moved into that house, and it also needed work. And one day we were out in the yard. Um, we did like major renovations to the house we're in now mm-hmm. as well. And this man rode up on a motorcycle, and he's, like, in his 80s. And it ends up that we know him through the motorcycling community in Knoxville. And he lives on our road. Oh, okay. So we kind of, like, reconnected as friends. Mm -hmm. And some months later, he was like, you guys know how to do stuff. You should totally buy this abandoned property that's been abandoned for, like, 12 or 15 years. My son used to play there, but the family that owns it hasn't been doing anything with it he, his son uh the people no his son used to play there oh yeah but yeah, the okay. people that owned the property yeah. never it was just abandoned and oh, okay. so overgrown that yeah. we didn't even know a house was there because it was off the road yeah. and you couldn't even drive down the driveway so anyway we're like oh yeah that's a great idea which i don't know why we thought it was a great idea but um Anyway, it's a pretty cool place. It's on some acreage and it's really private. So yeah. that's been appealing. But it has been like from top to bottom work. You know, we yeah. redid the foundation. We dug out some parts underneath the house and like just 
put a new roof on. And it's just Mike and I because yeah. we don't have money to hire people, really. So <laughs> Yeah. So, so we just do all the work. It's crazy. So would it have been easier to knock the house down and start from scratch? You are not the first pe- person to recommend that as... <laughs> An option. Well, I just wonder. It sounds like a whole lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, this house inside is so cool. Yeah. And you can't replicate that. Right. And I think, you know, um, it's like my partner, Mike, who yeah. you know very yeah. well. Yeah. Like, he is just so talented and creative. And he, um, sure and we both have this um, thing where we don't want to just be like, I don't know. We're trying to be like environmentally friendly about it in a way, I guess. Yeah, you and you, you don't want to be wasteful. You want to be, be wasteful. efficient with that's right. resources, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how cool to be able to restore this farmhouse that's a hundred or more years old and yeah. what kind of architecture the, is it? It's like this crazy um um I don't know. It's the it's the structure of the building is called balloon frame, which they don't do anymore. Huh. And it's all this old heart pine, which doesn't exist anymore. Gotcha. And, uh, and it's just a farmhouse. It originally never had indoor plumbing and was only like a two or maybe three room house. Wow. Mm-hmm. So did it, it, I don't really remember it that well. I've only been there a couple, couple of times to check it out, but did, is it one of those situations where, there was a house, a two or three room house, and then it just kept getting another room on it over here and <laughs> yeah. another room on it over there. Does it have that thing to it? Or? It luckily isn't that crazy. That, yeah. yeah. I'm cool. glad. I think that's really cool too about it. It's like there was only one family ever. It was like the mama, like, you know, mom and dad had yeah. two girls and they, you know, they built that house. They had the two kids and then one of the daughters lived until her like 60s or something in that house and that was it and now we have it so there's not been a lot of um renovations to it or anything so it's kind of cool that's awesome Mm -hmm. and it makes you feel good to also um you know it's not greenfield development you're not going somewhere and knocking down a bunch of trees to build a you know a house out of sticks yeah it's you just wouldn't feel good about it yeah yeah so it's been cool so it's been keeping us very busy during covid yeah quarantine so yeah. do you get to uh, – does that scratch the artistic creative itch at all I think, or later in the process, mm-hmm. does it, when you start to fi- yeah. the finish kind of stuff? It does, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we're starting to get to that point now, which is <laughs> really good. fun. Yeah, because yeah, it's just been a bunch of work up until now. Man, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we were trenching, as I told you earlier, we were trenching all weekend. Just like it's like 99 <laughs> degrees out with like 99% humidity, yeah. and I start to like have this existential, like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Why am I here right now, up to my knees in a dirt pit? I don't know what happened. <laughs> How did I my end life up choices? Here? Yeah, what yeah. have I done? End up here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, so, so let's like let's take it back to the beginning because you're not you're not from here, right? You no. grew up. Grew up in, in uh, I grew up in Connecticut. Awesome. What so part? Up in New England, uh, the northwest corner of Connecticut. Okay. So it's kind of like I like to say the pretty part. I mean, yeah. it was just um, it was cool growing up there actually because I could um, the house I grew up in, um, the Appalachian Trail kind mm-hmm. of went very close behind my house, oh, so cool. I could hike 
um, and often did on my own when I was younger. Yeah. It was like my backyard. That's so cool. Yeah. The AT was in your backyard. Basically, <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Is Was it part of that um, part of that stretch where you can do like four states in a really short period of time? Oh. Do you, I, I could be wrong about that, but I think there's a part of the trail where it's like we were, 60 or 70 miles. You can do a bunch of states sure, in a few days. That's right. We were very close to that yeah. because um, New York State, we were right on the border of New York State. Okay. So, And it was cool, too, because my parents would drop me off at the train station or whatever, and I could ride into the city, in a, New York really? City, into a couple, in just a couple of hours. So. That's fun. Yeah, Did you was, spend a lot of time there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you have uh, brothers and sisters mm-hmm. growing up? No. no. Just you? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what was... Uh, I'm never bored. I can always entertain it, myself. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, you've, you've got the... I don't know. You still have the, like, social stuff and then, like, not... It, I don't ever get the feeling that you think it's all about you, though. Oh, you yeah. You know, like, you, yeah. I'll, I've always felt like you're very... Like, we talked about your giver, you know? Give Thanks. To, yeah. And yeah. I think that's... I don't know. Seems Seems, seems like... I, I don't want to generalize, but, you know, it seems like sometimes you can tell when yeah. when somebody grows up without brothers and yes. sisters because, it you know, very, stuff yeah. ends up very much being about. Totally. I, I, didn't, I didn't pick that up with you. So <laughs> so grew up uh, mom and dad in the house? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, what were you into growing up? Mm. Art or sports or both? Frogs. Frogs. Turtles. <laughs> That's cool. Mud. Yeah. Being dirty. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. What kind of house was it? Was it like a house in the woods? On, mm-hmm. yeah. Oddly enough, yeah. so very similar to the one that I'm uh, working on now. Yeah, my folks built a house. It was like a passive solar house in Connecticut. No way. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Parents yeah. old hippies? Yes. Yeah. 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 Are they still both around? Yeah. And they actually moved up to Tennessee a few years ago and live a mile away from us. No so. way. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been really, it's been great. I can I mean, hop over there and like have coffee with them for yeah. 15 or 20 minutes and That's then awesome. go and do stuff. So it's cool. So when did you leave, uh, when did you leave Connecticut? Did you stay in high school and all that? Yeah, yeah. I stayed there for high school and then I went to um, college in Vermont. Oh, where? Bennington College. Okay. It's in the south southern part. I've heard Vermont. Vermont is, I mean, I've been there, but I've heard that it's, it's just so a super pretty. cool state. Yeah, it's cool. It's beautiful, and the people are great up there. I really do. I love it, but I don't miss the winters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's got to be cold. Digging your car out of the snow. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> but the, you know, I mean, talk about, like, people that love the outdoors. Yeah. You know, Vermont. Oh, yeah. Ben and Jerry's is from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I actually met Ben and Jerry and babysat one of their kids. No way. That's awesome. <laughs> when you were in college? No. Some years later, I, after college, um, oh, wait, no. When was this? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, right before college, I lived on Martha's Vineyard. That's fun. In a tent on my friend's property. And <laughs> I was hitchhiking to the beach one day. <laughs> and this guy, uh, this beach that you, um, do you want to hear the story? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing on Martha's Vineyard? Uh, yeah, but I want to hear the story. Yeah. I, I had some friends that lived there, and I was yeah. like, wanted to go there because I'd not been and yeah. work and I was free spiriting, you know, whatever. <laughs> and so I went there and um, was living for free in a tent on my friend's property, which is hilarious. And uh, anyway, I wanted to go to this private beach because it was better than some of the public beaches. And you had to have a pass to go in, which I didn't have. 
And so I was. But hit- you're hitchhiking. But I was hitchhiking. Sounds like you're going to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. And so the guy who picked me up had a pass, and he had his daughter with him. And he's like, "What are you doing? You know, just hanging out. How, how long are you going to be on the beach? Or do you want to babysit my kid while you're here? Kind of." And I was yeah. like, "Okay." And then I got a babysitting gig with him. And then a few weeks later, he called me. It was for the Fourth of July, and he said. Um, do you want a job tonight that's not babysitting? And I said, sure. What is it? And he said, well, my friend owns a boat, and he's uh, in port tonight, and um, he's having a big party, and he needs someone to, like, take dishes out and, like, do whatever. So I was like, sure. And he's like, okay, just show up at this marina at this time, and and someone will come with, you know, this certain um, name on the side of the dinghy or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, dinghy, yeah. like a dinghy to the boat. So. Yeah, so it's got to be a big one if it yeah. can't make it in port. Yeah. So anyway, I get onto this boat, and it's this very fancy yacht. It was crazy. And uh, it was owned by the man who owned Rockport Shoes at the time. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, I worked that night, and at the end of the night, I was the only local person that was not drunk and that was still actually working. Yeah. (laughs) And so the captain was like, do you want a job for the summer? You can live on the boat, and we're going to sail around because that's what we're doing right now for the next months. And so anyway, I ended up with them. We um, went to the Rockport Music Festival. Is that right? Is it in Maine? Uh, Rockport, not Rockport. Oh, shoot. Um, uh, Newport? Newport. Newport, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, folk Festival? Newport yeah. Folk Festival. Yeah. And so I didn't go to the festival. I was working on the boat, but Ben and Jerry were on the boat, and then I ended up babysitting their kid. <laughs> so, so when they so asked you... weird when you keep saying yes to stuff, you yeah. just end up in weird spots, yeah. I think. <laughs> so did you... <laughs> in good ways. So when they asked you to, uh, when they asked you if you wanted to work on the boat, were you like, hold on, let me go get my tent? And I'll be right back. Is no, that I kinda... just like took my tent down and put it in the trunk of my car <laughs> and told my friend, I was like, can I just park my car here for, I don't know how long. And then they were, said, sure. And, sure. Have and fun. got on the boat. Yeah. So you were on the, you were on this, uh, this boat for mm-hmm. the guy that owned Rockport Shoes yeah, I, for a month. Oh, uh, for se- a few months. A few mm-hmm, months. The yeah. whole season. Mm-hmm, yeah. What, yeah. what were you doing on the boat? What was your What was your job? What was your I title? I did all kinds of stuff. I babysat. I helped in the kitchen. I did laundry. I cleaned. Yeah. I just yeah, anything anything they needed done, I did it. And you're in college at this point, or before? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I was in college. It was my first year in college because I remember at the end of the year, the captain asked me if I wanted to stay on and not go back to school, and I decided to go back to school. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, so you went back to Bennington mm-hmm. after yeah. after they dropped you back off. Yeah. You went and got your got your mm-hmm. car, jumped it off, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then drove back to Vermont. Wiped the mold off of yeah. it or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Better yeah. than digging it out of the snow. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 then drove it back to Bennington and, and finished school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What'd you go to school for? Art. 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 <laughs> oh man. I bet your hippie parents were happy about that choice, yeah. weren't they? No, I think they're super supportive and, um, yeah, they're great. So yeah, yeah, they were, my mom is an artist also. Um, she's very creative and likes to always be making. So yeah. yeah. Dad, what's he do? He is very, um, much more like eight, not eight type personality. I don't know. He does computers and he did a lot of computer programming and, um, telecommunications yeah. and stuff like that so gotcha mm-hmm. and and then and then mom's the free spirit artist mm-hmm. that's yeah. cool yeah 
did did you get the the art the art stuff from your mom the I the guess. gene the genetics and mm-hmm. then the 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 um also the encouragement uh-huh that's right it. totally that's cool yeah. what kind of stuff does she do did she she do? does watercolors and she makes um dichroic glass which is fused glass and um yeah lots cool. of different things knitting and I mean, yeah yeah that's sweet Just so busy. what did you did you find a job in art right after school or was it back to back to boats and uh oh man and just doing you know whatever it took to yeah, make I, ends meet yeah because i know being an artist sometimes your art has to be your not your nine to five no a lot of times most of the time yeah. and still like now it probably shouldn't be my full time <laughs> 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 but um but it is because i just decided that's that's how it's going to be for yeah. a minute and like Good. if i didn't try to do that then i would regret it so yeah exactly yeah and it's i don't know i was talking to sarah about this today it's like you gotta love it. You gotta love what you do, or you're gonna be looking for Friday all the mm-hmm. time. And it's yeah, just, you know, it's yeah. tough, tough for your headpiece. Exactly. So to, sometimes it's worth it to, you know, maybe not be as uh, economically prosperous as you, you know, as you would like to be to mm-hmm. just be able to, you know, be happy all day long. Right. No. Yeah. Like you have to look for the benefits that aren't financial. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's, I mean, I guess for different things, yeah. time with your family or yeah. time like skateboarding or time hiking or <laughs> whatever. whatever. It it's is, like, yeah. yeah. So, so what was your first, uh, what was your first real you know, art centered, art focused gig? I think my first actually art centered job was in San Francisco. Um, so after college, I moved to Boston and lived there for a little bit and was just trying to make it and figure my life out. And um, then I moved back to Martha's Vineyard and was living there for a few years. And one um, February, I was like, I can't take it anymore. I need to just get out of here. So I bought a one or I bought a round trip ticket. I packed up all my stuff, brought it to my parents' house and, um, and I bought a round trip ticket to San Francisco and I said to myself, I'm going to find a place and a job or I'm just going to come back yeah. and figure it out. So I flew out there and I found a place and a job. And um, and my first job was working at an art gallery out there. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you what kind of art gallery was it? Um, it was it's right. It still exists. It's right um, near Union Square. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually ended up being like just a few blocks from where I was living oh, when I that's lived out there. Great. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty great. That was my strategy when I moved to LA too. I bought a round trip ticket you and did? I was like, I'm going to give it three months and I'll either fly back or not. I think and that I didn't. is, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that is a great way to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You feel like it's like, I, you know, it, there's no, you can't really lose, right. you know, it's yeah, like, you have a, you're like, you have a safety net. You've made yeah. yourself a safety net, but yeah. also like pressured yourself a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I've not met anyone else who's done that. That's really cool. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody else. Yeah. Do that. So you awesome. mentioned it. I forgot that I, that that was what I did. Uh, so how long were you in San Francisco? Like seven years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I lived cool. in San Francisco and in Oakland for a while. Nice. My parents lived in Oakland for a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. What's the lake? Lake, uh, I forget the... Oh. Um, oh, my I'll th- gosh. I'll, th- I'll think of it. Uh, yeah, I'll think of it, but... Not Merritt. Th- yeah, like yeah, Merritt. Yeah, like Merritt. Yeah. yeah, they had a really cool spot there. Oh, cool. And, yeah, 
they were out there when the um, when the uh, the Golden State Warriors were winning, you mm. know, the NBA championships, and the no, parades were going by anything. my parents' house. <laughs> well, the the sports ball team was win, was winning <laughs> okay, the was you. winning the World Series. And, thank you. <laughs> and so I'm the, an artist. Yeah. I love that sport. <laughs> so my parents would film the parades and send them to me. From oh, their, that's cool. It was, yeah, it, it was great. Aw. Yeah. Do you miss the West Coast at all? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. A little bit. San Francisco is a lot different than Southern California, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember driving up to San Francisco one weekend and really hammered that home when I was driving. We took the 101. I think Sarah was with me. And we took the we took the 101, which is the long way from, from L.A. to San Francisco. And when we we had uh, a convertible the top was down we were you know <laughs> loving the 75 80 degree yeah. you know weather mm-hmm. and then we get to san francisco and it's just yeah. like socked in with yeah. like cold like cold. 60 yeah it's yeah. like it's not raining but it's <laughs> wet like yeah. I don't get... did you enjoy you enjoyed that though living yeah, in, in that in I that did. world mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's, it's a super cool place man. man so much like so much culture and yeah it's really neat. It's changed a lot since I lived there. Mm-hmm. But um, for the but good, yeah. or well, yeah. the tech bros, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Too expensive. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure it was like, I think it was was when I was out there. San Francisco was the most expensive city in America yeah. to live in. A lot of people think New York is, but San Francisco is like fifty square miles. I know it. You know, it's yeah. like seven by seven. <laughs> It's, it's small yeah. and everything. And there's not, I mean, there's high rises, I guess, but it's not really, right? It's, right. It's not like New York City where they no, just no, stack no. them on yeah. top of each other. That's right. Yeah. It's tough to find a place to live. It's yeah. expensive. It is expensive. But worth it. It is in some ways. Yeah. 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 If you're an artist, it's hard. Yeah. Um, I didn't have like a lot of space to make stuff, actual oh, like yeah. physical space. You didn't space. have square footage yeah. to, to make your stuff because yeah. it was too expensive. Yeah. Well, there's like, um, I, I guess that's how you ended up in Oakland, right? That is. Yeah. And even Needed. then, that was tough. Yeah. yeah. What was that place that burned down out there? That art artist space where that dude was oh, I throwing some concert. And, oh, yeah. recently? Uh, or... It was a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago. It was like a shared artist space. Oh, and they yeah. were doing, it was called the something pirate ship or the ship or something. But they... Uh, but this guy would rent it out to different artists, and they were throwing a party there one night, and it was, mm. like a, I think, a pretty dilapidated building. Yeah. It ended up burning down. A bunch oh, of people, no. a bunch of people died that were there for the for the party, and the guy got <gasps> in a bunch of trouble and yeah. all that. But it was like it, it, it was almost like a a window into that scene of like so edgy and mm. so yeah, um, just the the art art scene. People are just it's so strong yeah they're doing whatever they've got to do to get by including you know working in these terrible conditions and mm-hmm. terrible buildings where it's pa- staircases made out of pallets and yeah. you know and yeah. no heat and air and right all that and- yeah i think that's a definitely an uh little sliver of society there for sure really yeah 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 how's oakland different than san francisco i mean that you feel like yeah. I think Oakland is where more of that happens. Yeah. Like Oakland would be the equivalent of like New York's Brooklyn, I yeah. guess, in that way, yeah. or what it used to be. Like, yeah, um, yeah just like more space, more mm-hmm. dilapidated spaces that were less <laughs> expensive and so yeah. more accessible to people, and um, yeah, and just more, maybe more diverse too. Just, yeah. um, I don't know, yeah, but yeah. more space in general for sure, and a lot of working spaces. Um, the when arts I, were encouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's lot great. And lots of support. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, how how long you said seven years you were out yeah. there? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then did you move here from there? Or did yes, you... I did. Okay. I had cool. culture shock big time. Really? Oh yeah. I never I, thought I would live in the South ever in my life, but yeah, I guess that's a lot different if you lived mm-hmm. in New England in the Northeast for yeah, I mean growing up until you were in your twenties and yeah. then on the West Coast for mm-hmm. almost a decade after that. Yeah. What so, was it like coming to it was, coming to East Tennessee? Yeah, it was pretty. I don't know. I, I had always lived in very liberal places. And so coming to the South, I was just really, it was very striking. Yeah. Um, that just like, I don't know. Yeah. Is but, that a rebel flag? Yeah. <laughs> Where like, am I? Up in New England, you may have that, but you don't show it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't fly it out front. You keep it in the garage or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, um, yeah. Yeah. So that was a big culture shock for me. But, um, but I love it here now. I mean, there are so many great things about Knoxville specifically that I really enjoy mm-hmm. and the people here. And I think that the quality of life is really awesome um, because it's not as expensive to live, that you have more time to pursue people and relationships and also art and podcasts and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't have to grind as hard to make ends that's meet, right. you know? Totally. And, and it's not like, I don't know, like even when I lived in LA, I only lived six miles from my office and it still took me 30 or 45 minutes yeah. to get to work every morning. That's so and wild. that's like, yeah. I know. And, and I was one of the lucky ones, mm-hmm. you know, if you spend four hours a day in your car just to make, just no. to go work a 10 or 12 hour a day job yeah. just to make ends meet, like Mm-mm. that's. I don't think that's living it. Yeah. It, yeah at some extent, <laughs> like yeah. that's that's working to live, and that's yeah. just that sounds too hard. Yeah. But you're right. We've got. I don't know. It's a lot easier to get by. It here, is a lot it's easier. Not as expensive, mm-hmm. and we just don't have as many people competing for the same pieces right. of, of of the pie. That's right. But the opportunity is there. Yeah. Which and is I think cool. the community here is super supportive. Like you Agreed. can come up with any kind of crazy idea. Mm-hmm. And if you are a good person and treat people well, they will give you like all the benefit of the doubt and all the support. And like, yeah. you can do anything here. It's, I mean, it's really like, I think it's cool because it is, you can, you have to make it what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But like, you can too. It's not like you move to San Francisco and you're like, oh, it's already all these things. Yep. So I can just like integrate into whatever I decide here. You have to just like make it what you want, you yeah. know? Yeah. I think anyway. I, th- I think that's a, pr- I think that's a pretty good assessment and there's, yeah, there's, it's all available. Yeah. Like, th- there's, you can do just about anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. not going to open a ski resort in downtown right. Knoxville, but like, <laughs> a, a, aside from, yeah. you know, some crazy, it's crazy things like that. Like there's, there's just about anything you want to do. And, mm-hmm. and we're, um, you know, so like, uh, geographically close to so many places too, mm-hmm. that, you know, what are they, I, I forget what the stat that you always hear is, but it's like your, you know, 10 or 12 hour drive from, half the country's population or something like that. Oh, really? That. Huh, yeah, yeah. Just because, I mean, you can be in New York in 11 right. hours. You can or be Atlanta. In, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, almost all the way to Miami. Right. <laughs> too, that's right. You know? yeah. So it's like they're pretty much everywhere is, is within striking distance. That's true. And that's, that's handy. Mm-hmm. It is handy. Yeah. And I just love, I mean, I, so did you find um, the arts community uh, be pretty, was it pretty, pretty quick to adopt you or did you just like you said make what you 
had to make out or make your own way? Yeah, I think I made my own way. I wasn't connected with the art scene here because uh, I think a lot of the art scene here comes from, I'm questioning my saying this, I don't know, <laughs> but it comes from the university. Like, yeah. you know, because people come from many different places to go to UT, yeah, University yeah. of Tennessee, to yeah. go to art programs. And um, and because I didn't have that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, You're behind yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was kind of behind a little bit, but I was super lucky. And um, when I first moved here, I was able to... Um, connect with that art community oh, um, good. with one of the f- first couple of jobs that I got. So good. what was that? Um, I worked at um, Yeehaw. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. The letterpress so, mm-hmm. shop. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Letterpress, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was working. I had gotten a job at um, uh, Downtown Girl and Brewery, which is oh, yeah. a brewery on yeah. Gay Street, which yeah. is right downtown in Knoxville, because yeah. I was like, oh, a brewery, like... It was the only one at the time, probably. Uh, yeah, it was the only one. <laughs> how, was, wait, how, when was this? Uh, I moved here in 2004. Okay. Yeah, it, it about was the only brew pub yeah. around. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Now we have so many. I know. But, there's um, a, yeah, there's a lot now. I know. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Knoxville's grown like crazy since I've been here. But um, yeah, so I was working there because I was like, oh, this is how I'll meet people. Mm-hmm. And then I was realizing it wasn't really the right spot for me but when I was working there um one day some folks that worked at Yeehaw came in for lunch and I started I just struck up a conversation mm-hmm. with them and they were like are you looking for other work you, you don't seem very happy here and I was like <laughs> uh yeah and so anyway I started working there and they're just super great folks yeah um and doing really really cool stuff and cool stuff for knoxville at the time like pretty like progressive and different and just connected with all the art people that i know now and Uh, i love that style Mm -hmm. it's like almost got like a little folk arty Uh uh-huh totally um, which is really cool yeah uh and what was so what is what what did Yeehaw do? I said letterpress because that's yeah. what I know. But yeah. like, what is what is that? So Yeehaw was a letterpress. Um, it was owned by uh, Julie Belcher and Kevin Bradley, um, and they did all kinds of letterpress printing. So they have um, lead uh, type and. Okay. Um, the, and not only type, but also like lead um, design pieces yeah. and stuff like that. Um, Did they make decorative those? pieces? No. Yeah. Um, they would do some uh, things that they would make with like lino cuts, which is like, um, oh gosh, I don't know like a ton of printmaking. So anyway, but they would cut out designs out of certain materials. Yeah. But a lot, of, a lot of what they were using was just like antique pieces of letterpress, That's lead so type. Cool. And they'd, you know, set it up and then run it through with inks um, and layers of inks to make all kinds of posters. And they've done like, they had done so many yeah. different famous show band show posters. And they'd also do like wedding, you know, yeah. wedding cards and sure. invitations and also other stationery and stuff like that. But didn't they move to San Francisco? So they, Julie and Kevin split up and then okay. Kevin moved out to LA. LA. Julie's still here and she's recreated the business. Mm-hmm. At, it's called Pioneer House and they still do letterpress, oh. but she also does other things. I didn't know it was the same. It's in the same building, yeah, right? It's, yeah, yeah. I think she owns that And they that do building. like vintage clothes mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that too. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. She's an awesome lady. She's super talented. Yeah. Like, 
really creative. What did you do at uh, at Yeehaw? Oh, I was uh, I did some of their bookkeeping, which mm-hmm. I had no business doing. <laughs> Sure, you're organized. You can, you can do anything. You're just one of those Thanks. doers. I I was I tried my hardest. <laughs> um, I did so I did that, and then I would just help with like wholesale sales and packaging and and some printing. But yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit of everything, retail and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. So so downtown grill, and then and then yeehaw, mm-hmm. and then did you work there till it closed? Or did, uh, no. you, did you leave there? I left there. Okay. Where'd you go? Uh, I worked for this company that sells airplanes down at the airport. Is it uh, Cirrus? No, no, it's called Preston Aircraft. It's oh, a okay. family-owned business. That's cool. What kind of airplanes? Um, little little ones. Like Cessnas. Cessnas? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would cold, cold call. Would you? Airplane sales. Oh, yeah. Cold, cold call who? Doctors? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lots of old white men with yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that really what you? I mean, that's would you the guys list. get leads? And, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you would leads. you would call them. Yes. No way. Yeah, did it's you, super weird. It's a weird job. How did you end up with that gig? That's awesome. I don't. I've had so many weird jobs. <laughs> I'm telling you, you just say yes to stuff. Yeah. So yeah. was that a was that a commission based gig or were you it just was, were you I, just warming leads up and passing them off I was to doing, sal- salesmen? Yeah. No, I had a little of both. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did you know the ins and outs of these different airplanes? A or? little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm so charming <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> You're right. Did you, uh, uh, did, did, did you get to go up in any of these airplanes? I never did. Yeah. What? Isn't that crazy? Well. <laughs> I mean, I got in some of the airplanes and definitely looked at them yeah. and stuff like that. But no, I never got to go for any rides in there. No. Yeah. I, oh, well. I Private planes. I don't know. They freak me out just a little bit. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen a lot, but I mean, yeah. Beechcrafts have the names of being fork-tailed doctor killers, you know? Oh my <laughs> Just because so many people think they can fly yeah. them and can't. Yeah. You know? They're and, expensive toys. Yeah, they yeah. are. And yeah. they're dangerous. And like, I know, you know, our buddy Jack yeah. Parker oh, yeah. used to have a Cessna, oh, I believe. Right. Yeah. And... Uh, I was like, why'd you, why'd you quit flying? He was like, it just like, I felt good in my, he's like, it's too much responsibility yeah. for me to take a friend up who's got kids and like, I, I feel understand. good about it, but yeah. Yeah. That's cool that he yeah. admitted that, you know, yeah. that, like, yeah, that that's a concern. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it freaks me out a little. I've only flown private a few times. It's awesome. It's awesome to go like small city to small city without mm-hmm. having to take all day to yeah. do it you know right so I, I think that's why people have them. would you ever want to be a pilot would you want to fly one of those planes if it were just you <sighs> i don't or, know i no. mean it seems like a lot of work to even be yeah. smart enough to do it i've got a <laughs> bunch of buddies who are pilots i can't even take my drone pilot test you know <laughs> i haven't even done that yet so well i'll try that first and see if i get the bug and see if i want to get getting a manned aircraft after yeah that, yeah know? so what after, after that were you making art in your spare time as you were you know, working at Yeehaw and, yeah. and selling airplanes and all that. What kind of stuff were you making? <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I just, I, I'm always, like, making something. So I don't even know what I was doing then. I think I was doing a lot of painting. Oh, oh cool. yeah, that's what I was doing then. I was doing a lot of painting at that time. Reselling it? No. No, just doing it? Yeah, for, just yeah. doing it. I wasn't worried about making money from it. I, I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't have that concern about it 
uh, I didn't think I wanted to put the work in to do that. To do I think, like a business at that time. Make, yeah. yeah, it felt too scary to me. Yeah, to take that on. Yeah. So when did you get into the? Well, where'd you where where did you go after air, after aircraft? So oh <laughs> after gosh. the after working in the airplane after racket. After the airplane racket. Oh man. If you want another one of those. Oh, thank you. Um, gosh. Uh, what did I do after that? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I've had so many odd didn't jobs you work here at and there. At I did. Point? I did work at Scripps, um, which is now Discovery. Which is now Discovery. I worked there as a photo production person. And um, the, and what's that? Have, what What do you do in that job? Line up, photograph, find yes. jobs. Line up photographers. Produce the produce yeah. the content. Give it to the people who need it. Yes. Cool. All those things. Yeah. How, yeah. How long did you do that for? A couple i was a contractor and so i think i did it solidly probably altogether for about a year and a half okay so um, what were the um what were the brands that you were working for at that point like the networks oh uh was it just hgtv or, yeah. did, you, or did you do diy network too no or, it was or, just hgtv oh okay yeah okay yeah cool oh well there were some diy ones yeah, yeah, DIY was kind you know, of a little brother mm-hmm, network that's at right. that point. Yeah, and um, and I would hop off and do, I don't know that that job was cool, and I really liked um, the people that I that I worked under there um, because there was something different every day. Yeah. So yeah, so I did hop around and do a couple of different things like that. Who were the big um, when you were doing that? Who were the big on air camera on camera talent at that mm. point? Oh gosh. Probably the, was it, it's probably five, six, seven years ago, something like that, or more than that. Oh, Ben, I don't remember. My brain. It's probably the Property Brothers. Or oh, okay. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in that world. Why did I, I'm just drawing a blank. No, it, it, <laughs> well, you've, you've done like every job under the sun. I don't know. You got to clear out the but old these are space in your brain. Things, for, and I should remember them. Well, you'll, you'll remember them later. <laughs> It'll be good. This will this will trigger something and it'll get you thinking. Um, so when did the jewelry stuff start? Because your jewelry is awesome, Thanks. and I, I I joke around and I say I've got Bridget on retainer for mm-hmm. every for mm-hmm. every holiday that that I, I need to it. buy my wife something. I know. <laughs> Go see Bridget. I actually do think of you sometimes because I'm like I have to keep up with like creating new designs so that Ben still like has something so don't new run to out. buy. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. don't want the same stuff all the time. Yeah, I, I was thinking so too. It was, it was getting there. I was like, I don't know. And it's like some of these earrings, she's already kind of got these earrings. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't just do the that pressure again. Pressure is on. Uh, no. Oh man. When did I, you do that? Well, Start so it. I guess like uh, I had been doing the clothing thing with the inner tube stuff, and I really, really wanted that to work. I, I still would like my. I have a passion for creating with that material and doing those kinds of things. Um, but I just couldn't make it financially work. And the investment that I would need to make personally, like the financial investment in order to make a fashion line like that work was just beyond my means and yeah. beyond my desire. Like I yeah. just didn't, I could have done it probably. Um, but I just didn't want to. Right. And, so I kind of, uh, you know, I, well, let's see. At that time, I, um, I was getting over 
uh, cancer diagnosis. I don't know if you knew that about me. I, I did know that about you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that, and I'm, I mentioned it only because like definitely had an effect on like my d- decision making yeah. and my mindset at the time. So like I, um, I had started making, I had been painting, I got diagnosed with breast cancer, um, in 2010. And you're in your twenties or thirties? Oh, I was in my thirties. Yeah. I was 36. Yeah. And, um, no history of it or anything. In so the family or mm-mm. anything like that? No. So it's crazy. And how- I was vegan and riding my bicycle to commute to work. Like yeah. I was super healthy. So how did you, or, uh, did you find it in like a yearly checkup or I was doing found, like found a self exam, yeah. which yeah. they, which they encourage, right? Yeah. Pretty, yeah. doing pretty regularly. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. some, that can be some really bad stuff if you don't catch yes. it right and so I was super lucky and I caught it really early um and so after I got through my surgeries and everything mm-hmm. uh I decided well so right at the time of diagnosis I had started playing around with the inner tube rubber clothing stuff and I had stopped painting because I was just like frustrated with it and I was like I need something new different to challenge myself and so I started doing that and then um and then I was like really pushing on trying to make that work and uh and it it just wasn't working and but I was like I need to make art I think you know after that diagnosis it was just like it sounds I guess cheesy or like whatever but you're just like you're thinking about your life and you're like what am I doing (laughs) like I want to make some decisions about how the rest of this goes and I want to like you know be aware of like what's valuable to me and what my priorities are basically I've I've got this whole idea of like I'm still trying to find the cancer survivor who's an asshole because I can't Mm. you know what I mean like oh there's plenty are there (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I feel like I feel like people like you are just so grateful to have their health. Yeah, you know, well, that's true. That there's yeah. just a lot of a lot of gratitude there. Yeah, and like I don't know, I, I, that just like the way you light up and just always make a room so happy. Oh. It's like it's just, I don't know. It's one well, of thanks. those one of those things that is like you can tell there's somebody who's really happy to be. Yeah, yeah. Who's happy to be? Sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, appreciative and like yeah. stopping to like be, it's you know obviously not, you it's you have to remind yourself every day. Yeah, <laughs> his times aren't easy all yeah. the time, but yeah. So did you have anyway, to do chemo and all that stuff? You know, I was really lucky. Um, I didn't. That's I good. Uh, decided to do uh, uh, surgeries instead yeah. of doing the chemotherapy. Yeah. And when it came down to it, I was supposed to do an oral chemotherapy, and I chose not to because yeah. just a personal choice. I had done some research on yeah. the drugs, and it's tough on you. Yeah. And yeah, and I was young, and I was like, I found this really young, and I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm over it. Like, I'm just not doing that. So, um, I don't recommend that to anybody, but I do recommend that people be like their own health advocates and not just do what the doctors tell you. Yeah, do, do your own research. Yeah, like do your own research obviously do what doctors tell you but i don't know you can there's some things that aren't like so black and white and that you can make decisions for yourself about yeah. right so how was the process what was the process like getting over that and getting back to real life yeah so i was uh in some debt luckily i had health insurance um yeah. when i when that happened um but yeah so i was working at the bar and just cops are here <laughs> oh, man, they found me. 
uh, yeah. So you were yeah getting you were over at the bar. I was working so, at the bar, at public, public house. house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. just like the bar. It's like. Yeah. Well, that you must have really liked that place if you can refer I, to it as the yeah. bar. Yeah. Well, I worked there for five years. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Is that how? Is that? Um, so Eric Olgren own, owns that place, mm-hmm. right? I talked yes. to him on the phone it, yesterday. Oh really? Yeah. Is he gonna come on your show? Oh, should he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he should Definitely. too. Definitely, yes. Yeah. yeah, he's a very interesting person. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Let's see if I can. If, he's not been on my list. I need to. I need to wrangle him in and, mm-hmm. and, and get him over here. Yeah, yeah. So he he owns that. He owns the building, and then he owns the bar. He yes. Yeah, and with then, someone else. I think. With someone else mm-hmm. who kind of manages the. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And so, were you there right as the? Right as it kind of opened, or when it was pretty young. Yes, I was there right when it opened. It was it's like an Wild awesome West, place, man. Was it? <laughs> it is an awesome place. Yeah, it's really cool. It was Wild West though, a little bit. I mean, how so? Just that part of town. There was oh, yeah. no other. There were no other businesses or bars yeah, there. There was Marie's. Marie's. Yeah. Which was kind of a wild joint. Oh yeah. And um, and then yeah, so there was just a lot of. Just really interesting uh, scenarios and situations to deal with. Yeah, I um, it's right there next to the Greyhound station. Yes. So you got a lot of transient yes. individuals who would yes. come in and grab a beer. Yes. At least at Marie's they would. I remember yeah. seeing them in there all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember yeah. getting a guy in a wheelchair, no legs, one arm, asked me to buy him a beer at Marie's mm-hmm. one time. And I was like, Absolutely. It's like you take that beer yes. and you drink the heck out yes. of it. Yeah. You deserve that beer, Definitely. man. Um, cool. Yeah. So uh, what was <laughs> so when did the bike shop open? There was a bike shop next door, right? Oh yeah, TVB. Yeah. So that yeah. Uh, that opened after that. It, so was the the public house kind of helped that area grow up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it definitely did. And I think Eric Olgren is really he's an interesting person to interview because I think he's been around for a lot of that kind of thing mm-hmm. in town. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And mm-hmm. been. You know, kind of one of those, kind of one of those dudes that you may not think of. you probably think of the Dewhurst and the Jeffrey Nashes first. Of yeah, you know, but he's done a lot of cool stuff in town. Whole, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Totally. Um, were you were you doing the the jewelry at this point yet? Or so? Yeah, or oh, still yeah. the clothes? Uh, the so I was doing clothing, um, and then I was like, I just really need to make money. Yeah, and not just be because I was working like two or three jobs at the time trying to pay off all the debt from my um, surgeries and everything and like had moved out of my house and was like suddenly you know like single and like paying rent by myself with all these bills and everything so anyway so I was like I need to start making money and I'd always wanted to make jewelry Mm -hmm. and so I just started watching YouTube videos (laughs) I love YouTube. I'm just like so thankful for all the people that take the time to make YouTube videos. I, I never have, I never do that. Yeah. I mean, but I just, you can figure out anything by watching YouTube. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. Yeah, it is cool. And especially if you, if you have a spirit that's not easily intimidated by new things. Right. Yeah. Which I've always thought is cool about you too, is that, 
like I've been in your studio before. I'm like, Bridget knows how to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> like she's got a lot of, she's got a lot of, of talents, a lot of yeah. different trades she can do. Yeah. Like welding stuff together. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, Sewing, welding, yeah. yeah dyeing stuff. And yeah. It's so cool. Thanks. Yeah. It's fun. I think I need it to, you, I don't know. I personally need it just to like take a break from something. When you're doing some other project, you get ideas about the original thing you were working on, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So what, how would you describe the, the kind of jewelry that you're doing now? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm sorry. Is that a bad question to no. ask, ask an artist? Like, how would you no. describe what you do? No, this is kind of a weird medium to, no, <laughs> to, 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 to uh, uh, clue people in on some art. I think it's easier it. to describe than my weird inner tube clothing yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't, my style. Hmm. So it's all one of a kind and small batch stuff. Um, I don't like to mass produce things right. really. Yeah. And I get bored pretty easily with making the same thing gotcha. exactly over and over. <clears throat> so I just use mixed metals and, um, hand tools and get raw materials and, um, Use natural stones and stuff yeah, like that. Semi-precious yeah. stones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like turquoise like... and carnelian and hematite and stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. you do like what? Earrings, necklaces, bracelets, yes. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? Yep. Anything else that I'm leaving out? Earrings, necklaces, rings. Oh, yeah. Rings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, what kind of metals? Silver, mostly. Mm -hmm. And then brass, copper, and bronze. Awesome. So a little of everything. So is it like heating yeah. them up and bending them and, yeah. and that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's so cool. Is it? Yes. I still think <laughs> it's so cool. Like I actually really, I've, one of the things I've been wanting to do more recently is teach online, like just set up a YouTube channel or whatever, just to teach people like with very inexpensive equipment, how they can start to do soldering and make jewelry at home. Yeah. Um, cause that's how I started with just like a butane torch, like a little creme brulee torch and yeah. some copper wire. Yeah. It's really cool that's to make awesome. metal do what you want. I think. Yeah. I remember <laughs> I was uh, the last time I was over at your studio picking up a, must've been close to mother's day or, uh, <laughs> Sarah's birthday or yeah. something. And you had a camera out or your phone mounted and oh, you yeah. were, you were doing like an art show or mm. like a, I don't know if it was a class or like a, an online kind of yeah, art show or it was, something um, like that. A virtual fair. A virtual art fair. Yes, because since COVID, all of my in-person shows have been canceled. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of artists have had that yeah. happen. And so a lot of the companies that kind of put together um, in-person exhibitions or shows mm -hmm. have been trying to pivot their, you know, and like find new platforms. And so they're doing all these like virtual. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be a tough, tough ship to move the other direction. Yeah. You know, I bet it's hard yeah. to get people to. I mean, you just got to want to support artists at that point, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's easy to walk through a, it's easy to walk through a craft fair and, and see something and, and, and be able to touch it yeah. and hold it. And yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and lose all your discipline. You know, you yes. went there telling you, you were telling yourself exactly. you weren't going to buy anything when you got to bust out your wallet yeah. and, and, and type in your credit card number in the computer. Yep. Like that's a little bit different. It is different. experience. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what is, I guess, social media helps you mm -hmm. a lot now. Yeah. I, and I've told, I've, Sarah and I are very open with each other. I'm like, listen, you see something you like from Bridget, <laughs> you just screenshot it or send it to me. That just makes it easy know. for you, right? 
Yeah, because I'm, yeah. I'm a bad gift giver, and I'm just not a very thoughtful person. And <laughs> like, I can I can barely like I can barely remember what she told me she liked. <laughs> so she makes it really easy on me these days. It's perfect. Yeah, she's not a high maintenance kind of person. That's always like, get me this, get me this. <laughs> she just wants to make sure that I, that, I, that it's an easy know. process yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah, so you don't do. feel bad. She does it for you, right? Yeah, yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. But is that how you're kind of pivoting a little bit too? Yeah, it's just by. That kind of yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, the, you know, I mean, the world is in such a weird state right now. And I think that um, I've just been really lucky. Um, I don't have like a ton of followers on Instagram or anything, but I do have like a very solid group of people that are repeat buyers. Yeah. And that's, that's super good. awesome. And i um, so thankful for that. But um, and and I have been growing. Um, that's good. My. My fan base. Yeah. <laughs> Your groupies. My groupies. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I'm it, super thankful for that. It's yeah. really awesome. Does and it scale? I mean, if you, if you, or uh, I'm sure at some point you hit the critical mass point to where you can't produce. Yeah. You run yeah. out of cycles to make the, make enough yeah. for, to meet production. And, right. Um, it does, does, is that on the horizon, you think? Um, I don't think... I mean, I would like to be able to not not make it like that. I yeah. think that I what I enjoy about my interaction with people that buy from me is that, um, that they can come over to the house and see my studio and, like, hang out and chat, you know, yeah. and... Um, and see my garden and see like where I'm working and that yeah. like I'm making something for them. See that new them. thing you and Mike just built yeah. out in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, and I think I feel like people enjoy that. Maybe they're just, you know, like indulging indulging you. me. No. But, um but I don't yeah, I don't wanna hire any employees yeah. and I would like then to just then you're not making it, right? Yeah. And I would like to just um maybe make enough so that I can hire someone to do other business aspects for me. Right. But I would still like to be creating. Yeah. I, I don't want to be a jewelry machine, but I do. Right. I really enjoy it. And I love making custom pieces for people. And and just even like if I send you something, for example, I'm like, what kind of stone do you want? And I get to yeah. send you pictures of stone so that you can have a hand in the creativity of it. You know, that's a really like, that's a really fun part of it is yeah. getting to pick it out and yeah. like, I've got this, 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 and this, I just made these. I've still yeah. got, I've just got one of these left, but <laughs> I yeah. think that's appealing. I don't, I'm, it's it not for everyone. And certainly I'm probably like pigeonholing myself a little bit, but well, it's still like, it's a really cool thing for a buyer, for a consumer to be, to feel close to the maker. Cause mm-hmm. you feel, I mean, it's almost like this pedestal that you put this maker on because they're making something unbelievably cool that you could never make and you um, you it it feels um it feels like a it feels like a privilege to be to be able right. to interact with that person and not cool. just you know oh, interact great. with their yeah. with their whoever mm-hmm. who works in shipping and receiving yeah. Yeah, you know? Dan down in yeah shipping down in yeah. HR. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, that's really. Well, thanks for saying that. Yeah, I appreciate really that. Really neat. So yeah. that's that that's not missed by cool. By people I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything else? Anything else cool coming up other than just finishing the house I don't and know. making We're more jewelry? We're trying to finish that house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've had a couple of people interested in renting the house we live. in. And now, oh, gotcha. So that's great. Yeah. So we're just, um, yeah, we're hopeful Which has to get heating down and air. There. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> 
people do not get involved with a mortgage company. Like, don't get a mortgage from a bank. They make you do crazy stuff, like put a heat and air unit in your house. We lived for so many years without heat and air. We yeah, just you had, had a wood stove, we, right? We, yeah, there's a wood stove in there. We were never cold in the winter. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and we just used a, like, window unit for our, our bedroom, and we were totally fine. Yeah, no problem. But then we wanted money. Yeah. And then the so, bank was like, you need to put a heat and air unit in. So now you we went have to borrow against like, your house? Mm-hmm, yeah. and, and they said, this house isn't worth anything yeah. because it doesn't have HVAC? <laughs> yes. And then so you, I mean, it makes sense. And then yeah. so you put HVAC in it and yeah. your house was worth $100,000 more. More, more yes. than that? Yep. More? Exactly. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's upside down, man. It is so wild. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's the that's the... the that's the goal soon is to finish the other house. Yep. Okay. Finish the other house. And maybe, I mean, we're, we're never going to stop. We, we just won't. I know we won't. There's always going to be projects and building. and yeah. But we have really high hopes for this space and, like, making it uh, a space where maybe we can have other artists come and, cool. like, build cool stuff in the woods or, yeah. like, you know, collaborate with us on projects. And, yeah. So. Like you and Mike are two of my favorite people in Thanks, the world. Ben. You guys are so... Sweet and kind. I'm so glad to Thanks. know you guys. I we love pre- you too. That's awesome. Thank you. Did we yeah. miss anything? I don't think so. Okay. Thank you so much for Thank coming. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks it for a lot. Me. It's so fun. Yep. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Woo! I told you she was a badass. That was so great. If you guys get uh, something from this podcast, if you get inspired, if you learn something, if you like it, if you're digging the podcast and you want to show your appreciation while also getting some bonus uh, South of Scruffy content from me, go to the website, southofscruffy.com, or go to patreon.com slash southofscruffy and show the podcast some love. Uh, Every little $5 counts, and it helps this podcast stay alive. Uh, My Patreon patrons are amazing, and I couldn't do this without you. You know who you are. Uh, So definitely uh, check the Patreon thing out if you haven't. It feels good for both of us. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Love y'all. Scruffhead Matt Honkin and play me out. <laughs> <laughs>